Hello, you guys, and welcome back to The Lively Pod with your host, Lauren Elizabeth, a podcast dedicated to all things health and wellness to help you live your most liveliest life. We talk about nutrition, relationships, mental health, career goals, and so much more on this podcast, and today is no different. We are talking all about creating a healthy home environment. So I think this is one, this is one of my favorite topics because I am a home body. Anyone will tell you I love being home. I love curating my home so that it's cozy, inviting. I love hosting at home, having people over to my space and just overall creating a space that I love being in because I do spend so much time at home. I think we all do in a sense, whether it's creating a good sleep sanctuary where you have a nice calming environment for you to sleep in. If you are out and about most of the time, you need a special spot to come home to. But then also just even as you're lying on the couch watching TV, creating that homey environment, that homey feel, that's something that I've always been told when people come over to my house is they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm at home. And that is the highest compliment in my opinion. I remember being told that by one of Will's guy friends back in college. And it was just like so out of left field for this like big guy to come in and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I stepped into my home living room. Um, And so creating a healthy home environment is about making it your style, your personality, but also about making it a healthy place for you to thrive. And so whether that's detoxing the home through the chemicals that you use to clean in your house, a healthy pantry, but also just healthy spots for you to read and cultivate those habits and routines that you're looking to expand on. So whether it's working out, do you need a dedicated workout space in your home? Okay, so that was kind of a long intro, but that's all the things that we're going to be talking about today is that healthy home environment and how I personally work to make it feel like a home, make it feel cozy, even in a two-bedroom apartment in the middle of downtown Charlottesville, Virginia, it can still feel like a welcoming and inviting home. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. Your home environment plays a crucial role in your health and happiness, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all the aspects of that multidimensional health that we were talking about last week come into play in your home space. It includes that place that you wake up every morning, but also the surroundings throughout your day, the place that you cook yourself a nourishing, important dinner, meals, breakfast. It also encompasses your neighborhood, green spaces, the people you interact with regularly, the city, state, and extended communities that you are a part of. So this home environment can extend past the walls of your home. It can be the people you surround yourself with, the community that you foster wherever you are. I think that's another side of a home environment, a home feel, like a hometown kind of 
idea that a lot of people are missing, especially after the pandemic when things went so internal that a lot of the external extended communities were no longer a thing. And a lot of people are struggling to get back out there. I know I am. And so how do you work on extending those communities, volunteering, things like that? So creating a home environment, we want it to feel safe and comfortable to bring you joy, to empower you, feed your energy, and just ultimately help you live a better and more fulfilling life. So having that clean and comfortable living environment is also really about reducing stress. It has the power to reflect and inspire the peace that you feel within yourself, like Imagine waking up in a space that immediately feels organized, efficient, and supportive rather than discombobulated, a mess everywhere, dirty dishes. It's just going to cause more stress rather than that less stress feeling of things being clean and decluttered. And then on that outside environment, picture walking through your neighborhood and you can't help but smile because you see all these familiar faces. You have a sense of safety and a shared story. So like these energizing experiences that are happening all around you inside your home and your community. Just as you fill your body with delicious healthy food to achieve optimal health, creating this home environment that I'm going to give you tangible tips to do today will light you up from the inside to benefit your well-being. And because I truly believe that health is completely individualized, my style is not going to be your style that these preferences will vary for everyone. And so while somebody may want a bright, thought-provoking, ornate decorations to feel inspired around them, like if they're an artist or something, that's what I kind of envision. But then for me, I'm personally more of a calm, soft tones, neutral, very, uh, like, nicely decorated home. That's kind of more my style. And it goes for the same thing in the the environment that you're in. So whether you thrive in a big city or you're more comfortable in that quiet rural community. So we're really trying to work on finding the home environment that reflects what you want life to look like. So I'll get into several ways to explore to create that positive home environment. And the first one is to just envision it, creating that vision board of what your ideal home environment is. This one, I 110% have always since day one used Pinterest. You can go to my Pinterest at Let Us Be Lively and I have mood board after mood board about what I want my dream life to look like, what my home inspo looks like. It's how I planned my entire wedding. (laughs) So vision boards are just so important to detail the type of home environment you're trying to create. So looking at different photos, seeing what feelings evoke from looking at different pictures, and just fill it with things like gardens or the community or the city or a little serene hammock where you want to do your writing and reading. Just things that make you personally feel joy, personally find that vibe that just fits your home environment so you know what you're trying to cultivate and then we can work 
on bringing that into the space that you're currently in. So once you kind of have that vision, it's all about then detoxing your home. So this is going to help you keep organized both physically and mentally, but to detox your physical space, it starts by decluttering, letting go of things that take up space can feel so liberating, not only physically because it's so cluttered in your space, you just need to get rid of some things, but it also just helps unlock this different flow of your space. It provides balance, lightness, relief, and it can inspire you to refresh other areas of your life. So if you're decluttering your home, whether it's your closet, your kitchen, your living room, just your decor in general, maybe it's furniture. Maybe you go all the way up to like the big things. You can get rid of things to then add back more of what fills your cup, add back more of what fits your style and style changes. It's okay that if a couch you bought back in college was something that you loved then, but it's just not your style anymore. There are so many ways to affordably change your style nowadays. I love things like Facebook marketplace. I'm a big clothing thrifter. So I love newly. If y'all haven't heard of newly, They have Newly, that's the clothing subscription, kind of like Fashion Pass or Rent the Runway. But then they also have Newly Thrift, which is all those clothes that people are like kind of no longer wearing on the Rent the Runway. So Newly goes ahead and secondhand rehomes them. And I have bought so much from that to kind of curate that like capsule wardrobe that you hear everyone talking about nowadays and just really find my style secondhand, which is not only good for my wallet because we're not making a ton of money right now, or if it's just better for the environment too. So like that's one of my values. And so just kind of looking at it from that standpoint is super nice. But detoxing your residence can incorporate in different areas too. So like taking time each day to pick up and organize your space, you'll get in a bit of movement, mindful movement, you'll allow yourself the mental space to kind of like focus on what's important to you. And you may even be more open to spontaneous hospitality. That's one of the things I love is having a clean home. I don't care if people stop by. I love it when people come knock on the door, come hang out. But if I had a super cluttered space and just didn't feel confident, like I was living in a super dirty environment, I would be very self-conscious about having people over. And so it not only helps my internal environment, but it also helps like my external community. Last little thing here is that it is so important to focus on the health of your environment as well. And so when you're thinking about detoxing your home, you also need to be looking at the things in your home that might be harming your health like physically. So I'm talking about household cleaners. I'm talking about the foods in your pantry. I'm talking about your beauty products all of these different things that you invite into your home willingly that may be harming your health. I encourage you to do your own research on this. I am not an expert in ingredients or anything of that nature, but personally, I've heard great things about Branch Basics, about Blue Land, about Grove Collective. I've used a combo of all three of those. 
And I also go to my local refill station where they have bulk ingredients rather than prepackaged goods. And so they're not only better for the environment, but they're also typically lower ingredient. Like they don't have as many ingredients in them. And a lot of the times they're cleaner, safer ingredients for humans Um, and pets. If you have any pets, that's one of the big things that I would consider looking at for household products then looking into your pantry, making sure that nothing's expired, kind of having things in glass containers, just finding ways that you can use what's in your pantry more so that you're more likely to create nutritious meals when you're cooking at home rather than eating out. One of my biggest tips right now for a lot of my clients is to make at-home trail mix with all the things they love It's such a good snack. It has healthy fats. You can put proteins in them. You can have little chocolates for sweet treats. And it just really ends up hitting hitting home for a lot of people because you can make it completely custom to you and you use up a lot of the ingredients in your pantry. So I'm about to make a whole nother batch of that. Um, Hopefully I'll post that on my Instagram just to kind of like show you guys what I'm meaning. But keeping an organized pantry is one of the best tips I have for people who are struggling to eat healthy. You have to make sure the foods in your home are working with you and not against you. Okay, so that was kind of the detoxing your home. So now that your home's detoxed, decluttered, you're going to do that over the course of several months. It takes time. You can do it all the time. There's so many fun challenges out there if you start looking at minimalism or... um, the other word for it just escaped my mind, but there are so many good resources out there for different challenges to declutter your home. Like I know one of that's popular is that you do it for 30 days and on day one, you declutter one thing. On day two, you declutter two things. So like you're giving away two things, three, three things all the way up until 30. So like on that 30th day, you are decluttering 30 things from your home. And it can be like your colored pencil drawer and you can get rid of 30 colored pencils. And because once you get to those higher numbers, it's really hard to throw away like 30 articles of clothing or something of that nature. But it can be a fun little challenge if you are challenge motivated like I am. So you're decluttering. The next tip that I have is to put inspiration on your walls. So if this is like my big decorating tip, I've already explained in this episode, I love decorations. My mom is such a good decorator. Her house is just stunning. She helped do my grandparents' houses and everything just ends up looking so good together. So of course she helped me with mine. But if you live in a home with plain white walls, I will never forget Will in college. Like pretty much all four years did not put a single thing up on his walls. Like they were so plain and white, especially the last year. He was just living in a white box and that just, I could not thrive in that environment. And so if your house does have plain white walls, put up things that motivate and inspire you. Use colors and styles that resonate with your motivation, brainstorming, thinking outside the box, whether it's abstract art, tapestries on your walls, motivational quotes, 
artwork has been shown in so many studies to encourage creative thinking, boost self-esteem, and increase your brain connectivity. You can also include pictures of family and friends throughout your home. That's something that I've really leaned into um, since Will and I have gotten married and in this space is having photos of all of our loved ones throughout our house. I have on my makeup table a picture of me and my two nieces from the wedding. I have a picture sitting next to me on my desk right now of me and two friends from college. We have family photos. We have photos of just Will and I, just things that make me smile, thinking back of memories and people that I love. Those pictures that you choose to frame is you living a happy and carefree life where you feel loved and supported. Those are the kinds of photos that'll boost your mood and serve as a reminder to create more of those picture-perfect moments. The next tip that I have, and this one is huge, I've been talking to a few friends lately, and We have different opinions on this, but in my opinion, you need a Zen Den where you just create your coziest sleep space. Someone walked into our bedroom the other day and was like, it is so serene in here. And that's exactly what I wanted is it's white colors, light blues. We have a little olive tree, very just peaceful decorations because sleep is so vitally important to your health. So creating a sleep space that is comfortable for you as possible. So investing in sheets and blankets that make you feel warm and safe. If you have a window in your bedroom, hanging shades or curtains to block outside light while you're sleeping. And then in the morning, taking time to make your bed. Not only because it's nice to come home to a well-made bed, but it gives you that sense of accomplishment first thing in the morning. It helps pull the room together, make you feel more whole in a sense of your bed is unmade. It's kind of a mess. You have clothes laying everywhere in your bedroom. There are things that you need to do to organize, which is going to then be weighing on you throughout the day. It's like, oh, my room's a mess. I don't want that weighing on you throughout the day because that's going to stop you from having the mental energy to do other things. And so if you can just take the two minutes that it takes to make your bed first thing, it is so worth it. So creating that dark, calming environment, I personally love to not be on my phone in my bed. I try only to read. We don't have a TV in our room. I've even done it a few times where I put all of our devices in a different room to charge because I don't want any distractions while I'm sleeping. And so it's really just for Will and I to sleep. That is what their bedroom is for. And it really does affect the quality of my sleep. I also go to bed with a red light. So I have the little hatch alarm clock that I feel like is so popular. If you don't have one, put it on your Christmas list and then thank me later because it's phenomenal. But I have the red light on for reading and just to combat all the blue light that you're exposed to during the day and help you turn on and be ready to sleep sorry, turn off and be ready to sleep. So when it comes to your home environment, it's also important to connect with nature and to like bring nature inside or find ways to get outside more. So whether it's filling your home with houseplants, starting an herb garden, 
prioritizing the light and environment outside by opening out your window. Maybe you can position your desk or a chair in front of the window that has trees outside of it to just I don't know, help reduce your stress levels. Natural surroundings are such an integral part of a home environment, not only because they help purify the air, but 15 minutes in nature has been shown to lower blood pressure, has seen a drop in stress hormone levels like cortisol, and the thinking portions of the brain just give way to the sensory processing portions, which enhances that creativity, boosts your performance and focus. It's often like when people say they get their idea when they're in the shower, when they're not at work, they have that like light bulb moment or when they take a walk, they have something similar. It's because oftentimes that thinking portion of the brain is turned down and you're taking in the sensory processing, whether it's that water beating down on you or the fresh air from outside, which gives that opportunity for that creative and mental block breakthrough. So making sure that you stop and don't underestimate a simple walk around your block or a park nearby, but also bringing that nature indoors. We have so many snake plants in our house, which are great for oxygen boosters, and we have lots of other house plants. So they're so much fun to have inside and also just to cultivate and spend time like growing them I think is always fun. The next few that I have are ways to break out of your small community that you may have now and work towards like building a vibrant community around you. So getting to know your neighbors around by, I know I'm planning to do this, this Christmas and holiday season because it's such an easy time to drop off cookies, baked goods, things like that to your neighbors, write a little note kind of thing, offering them assistance when they need help. Like in our building, there's a centered package room. So if I see somebody struggling to carry their packages, I'm happy to help them in that instance. And then you can even go further than that, further than your neighbors. Join a club, an organization, volunteer, invest in local and national issues that are important to you, that kind of give you a sense of purpose, that people would miss you if you weren't around. You just have to be able to put yourself in those situations to be missed by other people. I think that's so powerful. Okay, so I wanted to kind of end this episode. So those are like my tips for an overall healthy home that you can do any time of year. But I also wanted to incorporate some holiday ideas because I love decorating for the holidays. I think it keeps you inspired to make just inspired in your home to kind of step into that holiday mindset, that kind of magical mindset that people talk about, but also to make things cozier. As we step into the winter months, I feel like we're all spending a lot more time at home. And so using things like warm and soft lighting, keeping your decorations within the theme of your house of your color palette so like ours for Christmas time right now are those green soft white lights and some red sprinkled in 
I think decorating for the holidays really does bring in that magic to your space and can help you feel just the joy of the season. And so you will find me decorating for everything. My mom did this and she's the one who inspired me to do it. Literally every single holiday had decorations. So you start off the year with like new year, winter kind of theme. Then you have Valentine's day decorations. You have St. Patrick's day with all the greens. Then you kind of, you have birthdays. Our family was always like April, August birthdays in the summertime. You invite lots of flowers and just energy building things in the summer to your home, light and bright. And then come fall, you have the fall decorations the leaves, the kind of, you're calming down, you're creating a cozy environment. And then come Christmas time, you have that Christmas magic. You really tune into candlelight, heated blankets, just kind of that love of being cozy because that's what you're going to be doing most of the season. You're going to be turning into your home. You're going to be spending more time inside. So creating that environment that allows you to thrive even during the winter months, which are so hard for so many of us. I really turned to the concept of Haiji or Huga. I think it's Huga. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. So I've always said Haiji, but I think it's Huga. It's Scandinavian, I think. But basically, Huga is creating a calm, comfortable time with people you love, a complete absence of frustrations or anything emotionally overwhelming. It's often enjoyed with good food, drinks, warm blankets, candlelight. It's just that feeling of happiness. You have the atmosphere where you turn down the lights. You are present in the here and now without phones or screens. You have pleasure with like coffee, chocolate, all the like cozy things. It really just means cozy to me. Like you're getting comfortable. You're taking a break. It's really prioritizing relaxation and rest. You have that kind of like harmony, togetherness, kind of gratitude mindset. And so everyone can welcome this idea of who got into their environment. It's completely different on what it means to me versus what it means to you, but it's really just needs you to reflect on what brings you joy, comfort, a sense of well-being. So the activities, the scents, the textures that make you feel cozy and content. So embracing the individuality and cultivating your own version of what this looks like. It should be simple. So embracing simplicity. So again, going back to decluttering your home, removing unnecessary items that no longer bring you joy and serve a purpose and just create open spaces that allow the light to flow, creating a sense of calm and that serenity. You're really just kind of embracing that personal sanctuary for yourself, which should be your home environment. I want you to feel like you're stepping into this cozy home environment, even if you're in a dorm room. 
you can still do it there. I did it in mine. I just created that space that felt cozy and comfortable and mine. I just created that space that was mine. And so that is kind of where I'm going to wrap up this episode on creating a healthy home, especially as we head into the holiday season, as we head into the cooler months where you are going to be spending a lot more time at home. So kind of taking a look at how your home makes you feel right now and then envisioning your ideal home environment. How is it different than your current and really start embracing the things and changes that you want to make to make your home environment feel more like you and more of that sanctuary. I hope this episode was helpful in you creating your ideal home environment. Maybe you listened to this episode while having a Sunday gist day, a get your shit together day when you are cleaning the apartment or home that you live in. But if you liked this episode, please share it on social media, like, leave the review. It helps the podcast so much, especially as we're ramping up for Podmas this Christmas. I can't wait to do Podmas. This will be my second time doing it. There'll be 12 episodes leading up to the 25th. So be ready for that. I already have the content planned and it is going to be good. I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of The Lively Pod. Bye, guys.